That's really good. <laughs> Should have had you do it. <laughs> this is Loathsome Things, a horror movie podcast with the host inside the throat of Josh and the host inside the throat of John with the most inside the throat of John. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm doing well. Um, you know, uh, uh, it's cool outside, finally. Oh, man, yeah. Eric Berger called it glorious. Yeah, Mr. Berger was correct. (laughs) (laughs) It is glorious outside, especially after four months of abject hell. Yeah. If you count all the days together, we definitely experienced thousands of degrees. (laughs) Exactly. That's how you measure the weather, cumulatively. Yeah. Oh, look, it's a cumulative cloud. <laughs> we, we reached a record this summer of 10,000 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Good. And how are you doing fine, sir? I'm doing quite well. I recently returned from our nation's capital, where the mm, that's weather right. was lovely. How was the old capital? You know, it's really cool. They have some fine edifices. You can really see how in the days of yore, they were like, hey, what if we just spent a crap ton of money to make something way too fancy? <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds about right. American yeah. formalism. Yeah, yeah, like marble columns outside of a building that are actually made out of marble. Like, what are, what, what? What the fuck are you doing? This must have cost a fortune. The The room that they have all of our very sacred documents in has a ceiling that goes all the way up that it's kind of like hard to tell how high up it is. It's, it's, it's very strange. But let's go talk about this movie. Yeah, let's do it. Brian Duffield is primarily a writer, not a director. But this is his second film after Spontaneous, a coming-of-age love story about spontaneous combustion and love amongst teenagers. I haven't seen it, but it looks fun. It looks all right. I have no intention of watching it, but uh, good for Brian yeah. Duffield. I believe he's working on another horror movie now. Yeah, it's called Vivian Hasn't Been Herself Lately. I'll keep an eye on it. Um It looks promising, but it's, like, in development, which I think means that they haven't even, like, cast or started filming. So it's like, well, I'll probably never see that movie and will have completely forgotten by the time it comes out. I mean, he'll definitely be back because this movie's been a hit. Um, Yeah. You know, I definitely, like, horror Twitter and horror Belusky have have definitely talked about it a little bit. You know, the, the ones who... The people who like to talk about movies and stuff have praised it. That was one of the reasons why I was I was excited to watch it before you picked it for the show, you know. So I, when I watched that, I was like, yeah, it's really good. But I didn't I, the first time I watched it, I wasn't really paying like total attention because I just wasn't. Um, yeah. But you know, in subsequent watching since we decided to do the do it on the show, it's uh, I really enjoy it. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not like whoa, yeah, yeah. but. But uh, but like it's solid. There, there's a lot of good classical horror elements, and there's a lot of good like more modern, um, post traditional horror mm-hmm. elements to it. Yeah, I, I really liked it. It's it's got some some of that funky art house funk 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 in it. <laughs> it's got it's, yeah, it's got a bunch of nods to stuff like, you know, obvious stuff like Close Encounters. Nope, it's got a 
quite a yeah. quite a bit of a nope feel to it. Uh, you know, uh, like War of the Worlds, like the Steven Spielberg version, where they're like raiding the house, signs, any any of those movies, basically. But it's it's got some more specific nods to like you know stuff like that, like those things. But uh, yeah, it was cool. I mean, it, for a movie that basically had one line of dialogue, um, you know, I thought they did a good job of handling that. I don't know why he decided to do that because it didn't really matter. It would yeah. it would have been cool if, you know, words had a, a big role in the movie because they certainly had a big role for the uh, creatures. They they yeah. they can't shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to. I, I like the idea that, a, a, like, an alien race comes to the to the Earth and do whatever the hell these guys are are up to, which is kind of up for debate. And they fuck off eventually, thinking that we don't know how to talk. <laughs> They're like, man, these these humans suck at talking. <laughs> they breathe a lot and and they write things, but they don't talk at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian Duffield's uh, writing credits include Jane Got a Gun, Underwater, The Babysitter, and The Babysitter Killer Queen. So he's like written some really cool stuff. You can see those. You know, like some of that influenced in here, like the babysitter, like this, this kind of gets a little bit after that. Not quite the same sense of humor, but this movie's sense of humor is weird. Like it almost has, I want to say like a Pleasantville vibe mm-hmm. at times. Yeah. And, and there are moments where it approaches silly, but then it doesn't like push over the top into silly. And it has, it has some darkness at its heart that I think is kind of overlooked uh, uh, you know like maybe on the first go around just because of the just because of that cutesy quality i mean she's she's like an etsy person and she lives in what one one what, what did they call it in the review i read it was like cottage core or cottage craft yeah. or something yeah yeah cottage core yeah it's very cottage core very very like pioneer woman yeah very um yeah, like I love that, like like an Etsy girl. But then also, like this movie features her like hateful, hateful, getting spit in the face because of all of the hatred for her, and also like probably one of the longest scenes I've ever seen of actually then just focusing on the loogie stuck to the side of her face while she just stands there unmoving. It's like, wow, this movie is like going to different places. Well, it's going to be, I'm looking forward to talking about it. Like when we're done kind of giving the rundown, because some of the theories that I read, you know, which kind of overlapped with some of the ideas I had were, were pretty interesting. And then some of the other stuff I read was really cool too. But yeah, this, this. I just, I think it's funny. Like some of the stuff that I read was interesting. And some of the other stuff I read was really cool too. (laughs) That's right. Some was interesting and some was really cool. And interesting. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But yeah, you're right. Like this, this whole movie is 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 just this this young woman. Yeah, she does a great job. I mean, she, uh, I, I I had recognized her, but I couldn't think of where it was. It was because she was in uh, oh, was this movie called Dope Sick about the uh, uh-huh. about the uh, uh, what the hell's that stuff called the uh, that that medicine that that everybody they said it wasn't addictive and then everybody you know got addicted and it killed everybody Um, oh the like the opioids yeah what was that one called that the jesus christ my brain is useless anyways like oxy oxycontin yeah oxycontin and she plays like an addict and she she does a really good job in it 
Yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, that's Caitlin Dever is the is the actor's name. Um, she was also I've seen her in Booksmart and Bad Teacher. She's I guess most famous because she was in a hundred and forty two episodes of the of Last Man Standing. Never, yeah. never saw a single one. Nope. Um, and seventeen episodes of Justified, and she was also in. Clint Eastwood's J. Edgar, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Naomi Watts. Couldn't care less. No. (laughs) (laughs) What about a Clint Eastwood film about J. Edgar Hoover starring Leonardo DiCaprio? Are you interested? No. (laughs) Not even a little. Could could pass. Jesus. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, but I mean, this movie is just all her. Like, there, there are other actors in here. One of the like most prominent actors in this uh, in this movie that isn't her is primarily just a stunt a stunt guy. Um, it, it's really interesting what this director has done with it. Like we said, there's there's almost zero dialogue, and it, he pulled it off. He did pull it off. I mean, it's it it is kind of painfully obvious, and partially, well, in large part because you know dialogue is part of tv and movies and so yeah. you know so it's it's noticeably absent when there isn't any but at the same time you know that it's it's i mean i don't know there was no reason for it but it was fine it worked you know? yeah yeah i mean it felt like they were aiming at a reason for it because of the like throat cruddy thing but but then it didn't actually all come together unless it's just purely symbolic. But even even the fact that there is that one line of dialogue in there, I guess at a certain point you become numb to what's going on where I didn't even notice that there was a line of dialogue in there. I had to go back and rewatch the movie and specifically like look out for it. And then I was like, oh yeah, there's some dialogue. Which I would argue is a fail because even though it's an important line, it's really not very memorable, and part of and a lot of that is just because, because we don't really know why there's no dialogue. It's just it's just like a gimmick that he basically chooses to dr- to drum up attention in his movie. That's the only thing I can think of because it doesn't you know it's not like a quiet place where you better be quiet or they're gonna you know crawl directly up your ass. I mean, you know they can't see, so they rely entirely on sound. In this movie. No, I mean they can see really well with their big star lit eyes, and you know they they I, I don't know it just didn't make any sense. So Brian Duffield, you're a dick. Yeah, it's like Brian Duffield watched uh, uh, a Quiet Place while on too many edibles and was like, "Whoa, what if I did that?" But like instead of like, "Whoa," <laughs> I mean he he could have put something in the title about it. He could have done something. He didn't do anything. He just decided that there would be no dialogue except one line which is important but doesn't matter yeah and, and it's like, just, wow yeah yeah and the part you know, you talked about it like that scene didn't land and i think part of it was the context of that scene and just like where it was in the movie like it didn't we, we were distracted by everything else that was going on and so it didn't feel like that was given the the gravitas that it needed in order to I don't know. We'll, we'll get there. Maybe, John, should we begin to... Like, yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Why don't, why don't you kick us off? I'm going to kick it. I'm, oh, Jesus, that was terrible. Okay, so anyways, the movie opens on a... We've got like a slow, kind of like a drone overhead, creep, creeping up shot over this house. This lovely little house out in the middle of bumfuck. 
Um, our main character wakes up. Her name is Bryn. She wakes up in the morning. She's getting ready for her day. We see that she has a little doll town downstairs in her house. Um, and then she has a seat and starts crafting some doll shit. And then she packs up her shit, uh, Etsy-type shit, and is mailing it, you know, gonna mail it off. So uh, she heads outside, and she sees these weird, like, fairy ring-looking things on her yard. Uh, and kind of gives it the, huh? And then uh, she drives to town in her, what was it, like a 50s pickup truck or something? I don't know. Yeah, I think she has a Subaru Outback. Okay, it was a regular car. That's yeah. right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, it's like what, if you if you want to make it look like the fifties, you could set it in the fifties. But yeah. anyways, so she drives to town. Uh, she sees this guy on her way to town who's standing out in his yard, and he she kind of she stops and waves, and like I don't know if she's if we're supposed to think she knows the guy or not, but he gives her this that you know like that cold shoulder look, which we are going to find out why later. Um, great. So she, she gets to town, she drops her, she drops her shit in one of the the little mailboxes there, and then she, uh, fucks off to the local cemetery to have a picnic on her mother's grave, um, which is dark as fuck. And then, um, she's heading back and she sees, back in town, uh, she's hiding, there's like a cemetery, like, there's a cemetery going on, there's a funeral going on in the cemetery, um. She's heading back to her car, and then she, like, ducks down behind a car because she sees this this lady who's getting all kissy with a cop. And we don't know why she's hiding. Yeah, I thought it was supposed to be her dad or something. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really care. Yeah. And then she uh, she gets home. She's Now she's on this little platform thing that they have, like, this little dock that they have uh, at, at her house, like, over this lake or whatever. It's shot in Slidell, Louisiana, so oh, I'm, nice. I'm sure it was, like, swampy and disgusting the whole time they were there. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway, she's, she's got us all decked out. She's got, like, her little chair, and everything's made of rattan. It's delightful. Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> she's writing a letter, like, a big apology letter of some sort that's just basically, like, I'm a loser, I'm sorry, you know, whatever, and just that kind of stuff. Uh, a mailman shows up, to, like... Basically throws her package like a basketball, <laughs> drives off, and uh, she goes and grabs it. Uh, and the, but first, we we get this fucking dance scene um, with uh, it's bad. She's like, yeah, it's it's like a it's a full on like choreographed dance scene, basically. Not quite, but pretty damn close. I mean, yeah. I thought a bunch of dancers were going to come in and da da da, but no, that's later. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> So we get that, like, as she's doing that, we're getting, it's cutting with, like, shots of her opening her package, taking pictures of it. It's it's one, a new house to add to her dollhouse collection. Great. Um, then she drinks some wine. She cooks. She writes some more apology lettering. Uh, the phone rings. She picks it up, and you hear, you're a foot, and she hangs up. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> when like I somebody... went back through, I was like, was that the line of dialogue? Somebody, I know it's great. Like somebody, somebody was about to cuss her out for the stuff that she's done. Um, more letter writing. It turns out she's writing to someone named Maud Collins, who is her BFF, and we see pictures of her and Maud when they were youths. And it's like, you know, she's she's uh, looking over the pictures like ah, longingly and sad. So you know, obviously something bad has happened. Um, 
She goes night-night, wakes up, because there's these weird, like, <laughs> sounds going. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, we get a nice, another overhead shot of the house. Now it's at night. Uh, suddenly the lights just come on, and there's music playing downstairs, and the lights go back out. Um, and then there's a loud bang outside, which wakes her up because she's got her window open. She looks out the window. One of the trash can lids is banging, whatever. Um, so she goes to check it out. Uh, there's no power, she discovers. The back door is wide open, and she hears a jingly bell inside the house behind her, and then some footsteps. Um, she she sees from upstairs that the, the door is wide open. So anyways, so she hears the jingly bell, and, you know, something is behind her, and uh, she starts, she's like kind of peeking down the stairs, and, you know, she hears this... <laughs> like all the weird <laughs> all the weird sounds she's trying to like move and she takes a step and of course like creaks one of the floorboards and that like suddenly it's all quiet and the thing is listening and it's basically you know she she tries to like slip back into her bedroom but the thing is already coming up the stairs and it's, it's caught her or it's it's aware of her so it's coming after her she closes the door goes behind the bed and is kind of like hiding the thing opens the door, jumps on top of her bed, so she's freaking out. Um, then it goes off the bed, goes looking in the bathroom or wherever the fuck it is, and she goes under the bed, and then it comes around to her side of the bed between the bed and the window and stands up on its tippy-toe fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. Because it has weird toe fingers. <laughs> it's just kind of like... Like this, tick -tick 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 -tick, like Bugs Bunny crawling on its toe fingers, which was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a good shot. Yeah, I was really, it's like, oh, you're in deep shit. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, let's see what happens. Uh, da -da 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 -da, she's really, that's right, it goes out the window. It like makes a calling sound and then heads out the window. So she closes the window, doesn't lock it, by the way, which always pisses me off in movies. But anyways, she doesn't lock it. Now now she's, like, searching the house with a curling iron. That's her weapon. Um, and she starts hearing, like, thudding, like, foot, footsteps up on the roof. So she runs down, slams the, the door that was open, locks it. Thank you. Uh, the lights come on. Music starts playing. The TV has this weird, like, visual distortion going on. Uh, she panics. She shuts the music off and uh, realizes that there's something upstairs watching her. So she goes to the phone, tries to call for help, but uh, before she can really get anywhere with that, shit starts moving on its own as the uh, alien enters the kitchen. So she goes and hides. They're in some sort of, like, you know, standoff, sort of. Um, she's hiding behind this. She's, like, between the, the fridge and a cabinet, and then the, the thing opens the fridge door, and she's hidden behind the door and all this crap. But eventually, anyways, she the thing, like, figures out where she is. So she sees the little alien hands like whoop, tap tap over the top of the thing and then the little head it which looked really cool and then the little head comes yeah. up just where she could see the eye and it's really well done because you can just imagine being like i am so fucked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so uh she's face to face with this thing but before anything can happen oh no 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 wait before that happens she she takes off like runs away and uh she gets she gets knocked over knocked out by the thing or something like that she tries to crawl in and like she comes to where and the thing hasn't caught up to her yet which i thought was weird 
She yeah. she comes to and then goes into the room with the doll stuff and the the thing sees her, so it follows her in and then does its alien yoink. First, it flips the table over, trashes all her shit, and then it does that yoink thing where she's like being pulled by her ankle. So she gets yoinked out of there. Then they're standing face to face, but before it can do anything, she skull stabs it with a like bell tower with the jingly bell from one of her dollhouses, which apparently is a deadly weapon. (laughs) Just stabs it right into the skull and we get a lot of... (laughs) And then he plops on the floor and she freaks all the way out. And uh, she's so freaked out that she... Next thing she knows is she's like laying against the wall and it's morning. She's now awake. Yeah. Yeah, there there's lots of this. She like goes goes away sometimes mm-hmm. where she just like like has has little episodes and stuff. She's obviously got some anxiety disorders and some some trouble coping with trauma, which we will get to. But yeah, I, I, and it wasn't even she I don't even think she like intentionally stabbed it. It was literally like using the force mm. to jerk her around and she had just grabbed it and it like it like the forced her to it and then the force spun her around and she just was holding the thing and it like right into the side of the head. She whip murdered it. Yeah, it was awesome. I was like, oh shit. It was a really good scene. Like, wow, she just killed an alien. So after being comatose for the rest of the night, she wakes up, the phones are dead, there's no electricity and her car won't start. She heads into town on her bicycle. Along the way, she finds the crashed mail truck, a neighbor's wrecked house, and all of the lawns are dotted with the, the rings, like the one that she found in her own yard. Uh, she runs into the sheriff's office, and there she is confronted by Sheriff Collins and Mrs. Collins. Mrs. Collins wordlessly spits in her face, and we get that long shot of it just of it just stuck to her cheek while she's just like got her face to one side and is going. Miss <sighs> Collins walks out. Sheriff Collins like looks at her, and it looks like he's gonna apologize, but then and he's like. He's like blurred out. Mm -hmm. So we're just focusing on her, but he's in the blurry background. It looks like he's going to apologize. And then it just turns into like a sneer and he walks away, (laughs) which was just as bad as the spit. It was a very good shot. Um, So the, the deputies behind the desk don't seem like they're inclined to help her. So she leaves. She goes and has this little, like another little episode uh, leaning against this very uh, artistic wall, <laughs> yeah, for some reason, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, she sees a bus and is like, "Oh, hey, yeah, I know, I could get entirely out of town." Buys a bus ticket, gets on the bus. We see an overhead shot of the bus, and the bus is just driving past all of these fields with these rings. The rings, if you haven't seen this movie, imagine you left a glass of cold water on your mom's coffee table that's made out of wood and it did the thing and now you're in trouble that's what all of these rings look like yeah i mean there's i i I don't never really see them around here i guess but there's you get those like fungal rings that will show up and you know sometimes mushrooms will grow in a ring you know it's like kind of reminds me of that yeah also kind of reminded me of that uh shitty alien movie with Jeremy Renner that everyone thought was the tits where it was like, oh yes, these giant knuckle aliens talk with coffee rings. Good. <laughs> giant knuckle aliens. <laughs> uh, um, 
just as she's starting to relax into her bus trip, a creepy guy comes up behind her, gets all creepy as she tries to move. He attacks. Uh, there's something weird going on in his throat. <laughs> and, uh, and then he starts like climbing over the tops of the seats and everyone starts freaking out. Then another passenger reaches out to grab her, also has weird shit going on in her throat. Uh, she gets away and runs into the woods. The the throaty guy like gets off the bus and like is pursuing, but at a slow, steady pace, like not worried about it at all. Yeah. Um, so she runs into the woods. She arrives at a graveyard. There, she spends some time crying over the gravestone of Maud Collins, our beloved daughter, two thousand two, two thousand twelve. Ooh. <laughs> The clouds royal, obviously concealing a flying saucer, and so she runs. She comes across a group of throaty people, giving it up to their alien lord and savior in the sky. Uh, back home, she finds the body just where she left it, but now it stinks and has oozed some gross business out of its throat and ears, and there is a trail of gross business leading off into another room, which she does not follow, but it reminded me instantly of Dreamcatcher, and I was like, okay, what are we, what are we doing here now? Also, it doesn't matter? Not really matter, not really matter. Yeah, not really matter. No matter, jizz trail, no matter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, sure. like a rat dragging its penis-soaked <laughs> balls around to be able to find its way back home. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, you know that old saying. You know that old chestnut. <laughs> Uh, so she goes into ass-kicking mode by lighting candles, boiling water, I guess it's a, it's pregnant, grabbing a box cutter and nailing quilts over windows. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a protective measure. I was like, you're just nailing quilts? Okay. Which, which, and then, like, you realize right, it was so lame because you realize right away that Basically, she's trying to protect herself from these light beams, but she does it, like, in anticipation of something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. How, how the fuck would she know? Like, so you're just, you're just assume, well, okay, I guess she really honestly thinks that somehow a quilt is going to stop an alien that can move shit with its fingers. Yeah, you know, they, they weren't, they weren't ready for that log cabin stitch. <laughs> Damn. Damn. But then the aliens are like, oh no, a quilt. Wait a minute, I know what to do. I'll use my telekinetic powers to pop the nails out. <laughs> <laughs> and so she hears the nails being popped out of the wood, thus releasing the secure binding of the quilt. It's <laughs> really fucking stupid, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't really think about that until you said it. And then a beam of light shoots into the house and levitates the alien body out into the yard beyond. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> they were like, oh no, a quilt. Wait a minute, it's, it's with nails. I got this. How will we ever get past this quilt? <laughs> so, so much batting. <laughs> So it's lights out and quiet once again. And the, basically, the movie is a lot of really noisy, bright light stuff, and then moments of total silence. Total silence. Total silence. Who can, 
Who can play that game, smart guy? Um, so anyways, uh, the search window lights come back on the tractor beam light or whatever the fuck it is. Um, a little mini alien chases her into the basement and they play a little cat and mouse game down there, hide and seek, whatever. It finds her in a cool, kind of a cool shot where she turns around and it's just sitting there like, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, she, she tries to back away from it. It does the alien finger thing and makes the this table or desk or whatever it is. She has one of those movie basements where it's like, you know, she has mannequins from like the, like department stores and desks and, you know, full. It's like, what the fuck is going on down there? I can't um, wait to have a basement so I can fill it with the stupidest horror movie nonsense. <laughs> Bunch of shit from the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, anyways, yeah, so, so that happens, and, uh, so weird, so she's got a pair of scissors, you know, they're, like, for, like, knitting, like, knitting scissors or whatever, this thing does the weird, uh, like, vocalization thing, uh, while using its, its, uh, well, yeah, it's starting to, doing the crackly gurgles, uh, then it sees her, like, photo shrine, or whatever, she has that photo of her and her friend in her hand, which I was like, because he, I guess he force removed the scissors. So I, I guess what, that's just the first thing she grabbed. Was she going to try and kill it with a photograph? Yeah, I don't know. It got, it, it kind of blurry got. Yeah, it was kind of on the blurry got side. So yeah. it does, does the whole force thing like, and then the picture goes into its hand and it looks at the picture and it's like, <laughs> yeah. which. The subtitle said panting, and I'm like, it's not panting, it's It's laughing at her. Yeah. It's laughing at her because it knows what that picture is, (laughs) which which was pretty awesome. Um, Or maybe it was panting. Who can say? Do better, closed captions. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So, yeah, so all that happens. Great. It's wonderful. They they start struggling. She bites its arm, and there's kind of a funny moment where she's like, (laughs) it's like spitting it out. Yeah. and then she they they make it back up into the kitchen. She fucks it up with three pots of boiling water, and then the fourth pot she slips on the floor and spills most of the fourth pan. Um, then we get another tractor beam thing. Uh, it like sticks her pan to the do- like to the wall because she just barely manages to get past the beam herself. And then we see the alien basically just like trapes right through the beam, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Making its what what this is this word came up constantly in the subtitles by the way chittering, oh nice. <laughs> so it chitters and then says a bunch of alien starts voguing like right as the beams stop. It's just like what the hell is that? Yeah, all the way down until it gets into like this weird, like yeah, like Vogue yoga pose. Vogue. It it looked it looked cool when they they all start doing this shit, and it looks really cool. And obviously, it's some form of communication, but they don't really use it like to to much advantage. You know, like no, like I, I don't. Did he make the beam stop, or you know, I don't know. It it didn't make any sense. So okay, great. She uh opened. Uh, she she goes into a room. And closes the door, but it, like, busts through the door. She opens a window. Uh, it grabs her before she's able to get out. And they're struggling some more. Uh, she whips out a mop and uh, is trying to uh, fight it with the end of a mop. 
it breaks the mop uh, handle in half, and she pins it to the wall with the mop handle, and uh, it does all that. I don't think it enjoyed it very much because it died right through the chest. And then uh, now it's quiet again. We hear like, you know, bugs outside and alien voices off in the distance. Uh, She's outside, you know, she's going to try and escape. She's outside, but then she realizes one of them's on the roof. Uh, It it crawls off the roof. And uh, before anything else happens, she basically is caught by the uh, male malian, the male man alien who <laughs> catches her, drags her by her hair over to where the mothership is hovering. Um, and then the alien comes up and he's fucking massive and yeah. starts doing like serious voguing, like fucking, like this is some fucking voguing. And, um, yeah. and that apparently those poses cause the alien to uh, zone out. He like goes into this weird, like trance state with his head looking up uh, the ship. The mothership is called over, and a beam starts sucking the Malian up, and then it, like, stops for no reason and drops him on the ground. And then he, like, goes, and then tries to get up again. She runs, and we get uh, one of the shots from the trailer where she's running through a little trellis in the in the yard, and the gigantic alien just is, like, spider running towards her and trashes the trellis. Um, that was cool. It was a good shot. The effects are good in this game. Yeah. Um, and then uh let's see what else happens some some other good stuff happens <laughs> <laughs> just real quick i i wanted to note i did like that scene because you mentioned like the alien on the roof i don't think the alien was on the roof the idea was that she looked up and it looks like there's another alien on the uh-huh. roof but then he walks to the side and you realize he's just that tall <laughs> oh that's right that's really cool yeah. that's even better yeah yeah well then there's then there's like this part where she she's like She's back at the house. Now the alien actually is on the roof. Uh, it spots her, and then it's like cr- climbing down, and there's like a little eave that hangs over the yard. It looks like it's like five feet in the air. It falls off the eave and gets knocked out. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? This thing is like yeah. super huge and incredibly strong, but apparently it can't fall five feet, even though it's like 15 feet tall. Um, or more. Earth gravity bad. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. I don't know. So she's like, you know, she bolts and gets into her car. She's going to try to take off. Of course, the thing wakes up and like dives through the passenger window and gets stuck in the car. Um, she's, she's so stupid. She hides under the car, which is now leaking gasoline somehow. And, uh, yeah, she lights it. And then we, the Malian, I'm not the Malian, but the, the big giant alien gets, fucking torched in the uh in the conflagration um <laughs> so i mean it was it was a cool alien but yeah they, they, she really is good at killing aliens so yeah no time to celebrate though because the tractor beam has returned to suck up the cohort and uh we get more tension more dark house business more searching alien uh inside the house looking for her it finds her little buddy picture shrine uh, tries to sneak up and uh, she tries to sneak up on it and she gets what I put um, I put phalangied into a heap <laughs> and then <laughs> the, uh, it lets her get up and wander off again uh, she gets stuck in a red beam now she's like hovering in the air in a red beam because uh, that's the hover beam and then she I guess yeah, 
She gets pinned to the ceiling, drop levitated, like above the ground, and then plopped to the floor and then back up onto the ceiling. Uh, I don't, maybe, maybe the beam was malfunctioning. I don't know. So now she's like, she's like paralyzed, basically. She's frozen and she's watching the creature from below looking up at her. And it makes like kind of like a chanty singing type sound and then barfs up a wormy bug bolus like thing that like floats up to her mouth. It is fucking genius. And then the alien opens Sesame's her mouth and in we go. The like the thing crawls, like just floats into her mouth with all the little tentacly things like waving around and her eyes are wide open. And then you see her one eye go and like just look straight up while the other one's looking straight ahead. Fucking genius. That was yeah. so cool. Uh, good one, Brian. Yeah, it was really good. That was great. Uh, she wakes the next morning and, uh, you know, everything seems hunky dory. She's in her room. She's laughing because she thinks she's safe. <laughs> Stupid girl. <laughs> and she. She hears a girl's voice calling her, could it be Maud? <laughs> it is indeed her dead pal Maud, and all is well. What, what could go wrong? They, yeah. They're touching each other on the face. Uh, she's apologizing for killing the person who's there with her. I'm Maud. I'm, I'm sorry, Maud. And that's pretty much the only line of dialogue. Um, yeah. Then she goes weird. We're back to nighttime. She's all sweaty and dirty again. She's in the yard. She's wide-eyed. Um, and then she, uh, yoinks the alien out of her own throat, um, in a lovely scene, some, some good body horror. Yeah. Yeah. Like with that, with that, like her hand all the way down there, really reaching in to get it. It was tasty. We don't really get how that was, how she was managing to do that because she seemed pretty like under in the in the fantasy world that they'd concocted for her, but you know whatever yeah so uh so yeah she pulls out the gross tentacle onion a beam comes down and like the little the little onion rolls into the into the beam and just starts kind of like waving around like having uh, like just don't care <laughs> And then she runs away as all of a sudden the beam seems to be like constructing another person. We get this close up of a smile. And it's like, hey, those teeth look familiar. But meanwhile, Bryn is running into the woods and all of a sudden hears like a weird, like way too fast thing running up to her. Turns around. Uh oh, it's her doppelganger. It looks just like her, but clean. Um, Doppergalian. Yeah. It prison shanks her, but then she still has the box cutter from earlier, and even though she just got prison prison shanked twice, she cuts its neck's neck open with the box cutter and then cradles it in her arms as it slowly dies to death. Okay? Sure. Um, then she gets sucked up into the mothership where she is psychically probed and is then shown herself... And Maud as children fighting about something we don't know what. There's all of this stuff. There's like a scene with her and her mom making these dollhouses. There's also um, the Sheriff Collins like collapsed down onto the ground crying in the red and blue light of police vehicles. And then we see Maud and Bryn. They're having an argument. 
Maud is older than her and pushes her down onto the ground. And now little, little Bryn is on the ground and big Bryn is right there and is like reaching out for her like, no, no. But, but little Bryn sees the rock in the grass where she's fallen down, picks it up and is turning as she's standing up, just kind of like in that scene earlier where she accidentally stabbed the alien Mm -hmm. in the side of the head. And as she's turning, swinging the rock and just catches Maud right in the side of the head. All of a sudden, the blue lights turn red. We see Maud's body just go still and ever so slightly begin to crumple as the bad thing happens inside Big Bryn and the bad thing happens inside Little Bryn. Now it's changed and we see Little Bryn is at a table writing... I'm sorry, letters to Maud. Big Bryn is there, and she reaches out her hand to to offer love and support to Little Bryn. This, this makes the aliens happy? Yeah, they're impressed by this. They're like, oh, good, yes. And so they start discussing it amongst themselves and with the giant inside of the throat of stars that is the inside of their ship i don't know um and then they (laughs) drop her back into the woods she's on the ground she starts laughing skip forward to some normal future day she's getting ready to go out there's music playing she helps her neighbors with some chore and they all wave goodbye to her while the alien onions in their throats gurgle This makes her giggle. She then is at some social event, dancing with onion-throated boys and girls, and she's the star of the show, and oh boy. And then, and she looks, looks at, directly at the camera and smiles at us to let us know everything is okay as we, the camera, slowly ascend into the sky that is full of flying saucers. The end. Yeah. It was a weird ending. That was a very weird ending. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Is she breaking the fourth wall? No, and I guess we're now we're the aliens or the alien POV. I don't know what the fuck was going on. That 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 scene was weird. I'm okay with it. Yeah. It didn't piss me off or anything, but it was weird. Yeah, I I wasn't like, oh yeah, what an ending. It was like, oh. Okay. That's fine, I guess. Yeah, I was like, is she is she like trapped in this world and she doesn't know it like matrix style or is she cognizant of where she is but she's okay with it because now all is forgiven so now she can dance with throat aliens for eternity i don't it makes no sense (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i'm glad that she's happy i guess the idea the the idea being that the aliens have replaced all of humanity, or at least all of the humans in this town, but they decided to let her stay the same, but they, like, hit her with the bliss ray, and now she's just able to live a happy life, and everyone will forget the horrible thing that she's done, and she no longer has to feel guilty about things. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I read this weird, like, article that was saying that, you know, maybe the idea was that they they gave her some sort of weird absolution, and... <clears throat> you know, th- and then also that she was their, like, murder queen. Like, she was so good at <laughs> killing shit that they, they like, you know, kind of, like, placed her on a sort of semi-pedestal, you know, as long as they can control everything she does and thinks. 
Uh, I mean, yeah. it, it, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. It's a good concept. I mean, I don't buy, I don't buy it, but it's, it's interesting. I like the idea that they, you know, because the take was, well, she's, she's a born killer. I mean, she, she murders her friend, <laughs> like, like without, without a second thought, she kills aliens, like, like they're nothing. I mean, you know, she's, she's kind of like the Terminalian. So, <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah, they, like, whenever she, like, reached out and it was like, it's okay that you killed that little girl, they were like, ha good, yeah, this one, this one will do. Whatever this, whatever this. <laughs> yeah, she's the chosen. <laughs> Dear God. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I could I could pretend to understand exactly what the director was getting after with all of the like symbolism towards like her trauma and alienation and guilt and self forgiveness or whatever. But I would just be pretending to because I don't actually get exactly what all he was going for. And everything is so like fairy taleish throughout the entire movie that at the end you just feel like it's an allegory. It's like. This is a movie that's telling a story, like a verbal story, <laughs> you know, like something that should be written down. And this is somebody's imagining, like visualization, imagining the text of the story. That's kind of how it feels, because it just has this fairy tale feel to it, you know. And then, of course, it has a fairy tale ending, and, and which makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean... But having said that, it has, you know, it's one of those movies that does a good job of kind of overcoming its shortcomings, you know, and we've touched on quite a few of them. But uh, it's got some great moments, man, some really cool yeah. shots in it. And uh, and it definitely rewards multiple viewings. I will say that it was it was a sleep. It was a little bit of a sleeper for me because I remember I saw it listed and I saw, you know, there's that on the poster. There's a picture of the girl like up on her back, basically levitating or being hovering over the house in a beam. It's, you know, and it just says, no one will, it, no one will save us. It looks cool. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, yeah, I don't really give a fuck about alien invasion movies. I, you know, but then I read some good stuff about it yeah. and I thought, well, you know, I'll give it a shot. And I, and I liked it. So I was glad when you picked it because I thought it would be a good one to, you know, for us. It, it's definitely a hit or miss subgenre, you know, like that. Oh yeah, ex extraterrestrials. It's like ooh, it's mostly bad, but there are a few gems, and yeah, this one's it's, one it's, of them. Now. And it's also, by the way, the first entry in our Schlocktober trio. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, our trio of brand new movies that came out this year. That started last week with a 2013 movie. <laughs> because we're good at scheduling. Because calendars. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. This uh, you know, We're probably going to lose a few spots in Algeria over that. I oh, no. The, the Algerians <laughs> will be like, these guys don't even know the true meaning of Halloween. These white people are so stupid. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I liked this movie. I, I mean, I think it was trying to 
I think it was trying for more than it achieved, which, you know, that that in itself is admirable. And Mm -hmm. what it was trying to achieve, I felt like was kind of extraordinary. Like he was Mm -hmm. he was really going for something big and something different. And and I I like that it it didn't quite make it all the way there. But like you said, there were some great moments. There were there were little pieces where it was like, oh, man, this is really working. Mm-hmm. Both in the humor and in the horror, like there is a lot to enjoy about it. I don't, I don't regret having seen this movie twice. Yeah, I, I might have regretted watching it a third time, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I really did enjoy watching this movie, and I'm, I'm, I'm like changing my ratings as I speak. Nice. <laughs> I like. I kept, but what I find is like I'll. It's like a my original ratings are kind of like a knee jerk thing, and then I'll go back and kind of modify them after we've talked about the movie because i realized oh you know what that part wasn't that good or whatever yeah <laughs> anyways yeah so yeah i mean it was uh yeah it was it was okay. yeah so so mm-hmm. i gave the movie a are you ready have you have you locked it in oh uh, no go ahead though oh, i'm good okay. i gave it a 3.5 out of five loathsome mm-hmm. things i think it it was great. The The effects did the thing. Sometimes they were a little bit like, oh, okay, it's a gray alien. The big head, the eyes, you know, whatever. But it yeah. did new things with it in interesting ways. I think the main problem with this movie is it suffers from a bit of an identity crisis. Uh, sometimes it's t- trying to do one thing while actually achieving something else entirely. Um, mm-hmm. It reminded me in that way of the movie Tusk where there's that attempt at the sense of humor and also the the attempt at body horror and at some time at some points those two goals were at odds with each other where like the humor made the horror not stick or was it the horror that made the humor not stick <laughs> right but tusk is also like on the complete opposite end of that spectrum from this because in that movie like the whole movie was kind of whatever and then the ending was grand oh my god horrific whereas with this one like it was like oh okay yeah yeah the opposite of that but uh but yeah so I, I gave it a a 3.5 out of 5 which is the same score and it makes it like thinking about it looking at the other two it's the same score I gave Skinamarink which was the same thing it was trying to achieve something new and interesting yeah and it, I don't feel like it quite made it there but this is in there with it and also uh at 3.5 was House of 1000 Corpses oh wow yeah yeah I mean this movie works pretty hard to to kind of stay within the mainstream i don't know what you'd say the scope of mainstream films like it doesn't it's not trying to veer like you know like skin and marink it's not getting into uh, you know most of the people you know would disown you if they uh, <laughs> if you told them to watch it you know that like this appeals to the average dude i think yeah um and and i think film people have stuff to get out of it as well i uh my revised rating is a 3.39 nice. which you could round up to 3.5 but yeah. i'm gonna 3.39 i would say so basically i i think we're we're looking at it the same way i mean it's it's hard to say movies are scary for me because i don't i really don't think of horror movies as scary but i think i can try to be objective and say that it's not scary it's it's got some tense moments um but it's a lot of fun i like the production values on it um i didn't like the setting very much i like the the like the rural setting, but I didn't like that house. I, I just, it's too, it was too close encounters, rip offy plus 
meets Martha Stewart, which I was like, I just <laughs> not for me. And then, you know, there, there were just issues with things like, you know, like, why is this girl who is basically like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, you, you just like so fucking murderous towards her best friend, but also runs an Etsy store? Like, what? <laughs> it, was kind of, it was a little clunky, but you know that's fine. Whatever. Um, do I think it has a place in horror, contemporary horror? Maybe I don't think it's gonna last forever or anything. I don't think it's gonna be like some huge perennial go-to. But um, but overall, definitely worth watching. I I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to um, ha- uh, hearing what whatever Ramon has to say. Because I know that he really liked it, <laughs> and he wrote a long review of it himself on his on his uh, on his social media, and I know he's going to be like, you know, why did you like that, or why didn't you like this part, or you're a total asshole, or you know, any of those. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that Ramon reviewed movies. I'm going to have to go in and do some reading. He well, he's done he's done a bit of it lately. You just kind of. Like he'll watch, like you know, he he gave like a kind of a broad overview of a broad review overview of Ahsoka, and nice. He's he's a huge Rebels fan and stuff like that. And gross. He he ultimately he ultimately liked the the. Uh, oh, he's gonna hate you forever for that. <laughs> he he ultimately liked liked Ahsoka quite a bit. Um, which by the way I thought ended well, but overall sucked balls. Yeah. yeah. You want to talk about Ahsoka for a minute? Yeah. Okay. Why why was the acting so bad? I have no idea. I know that, you know, like in the cartoons, Ahsoka is like all bouncy and lively and stuff like that. And I don't have a problem with not doing that and going for like a dark feel and stuff, which of course I like. Yeah. But but her her acting is just, it's just non-existent. I mean, she just stands around and smirks with her arms folded. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> I'm gonna go get my ass handed to me by Balin's skull now. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's like what? the acting was was not great. It was very clunky. Uh, Ezra was a douche. I didn't care. Oh when he god, showed up. yeah. Um, I, you know, Sabine was cool. I liked her okay, and uh, the bad guys are way better. Ramon had mentioned that in his thing, which he's right. I mean, oh, yeah. the bad guy, you know, Thrawn is fucking amazing. That's Mots Mickelson's brother, by the way, who also... I didn't know that. Nice. Yeah, I, I think he did the voice for Thrawn in the in the series as well, the, yeah. in the Rebels. I mean, it was, uh, I don't know. I watched it with my wife, and she, you know, we both like Star Wars a lot. And it's it's one of those things where if I was on watching it on my own, I'm not sure I would have completed that season. Or I might have put it to the side revisited it because a couple episodes in I was just like why did it looks like they're acting in front of a poster of the of a background and <laughs> there's no color there's there's like no I mean it's Star Wars and there's like no punch to the visuals and stuff it was and it was a weird a weird aesthetic choice that I didn't like at all yeah uh, yeah but, yeah there was a, a lot of like throwaway elements in it but l- like you said yeah the bad guys were really good good I was I've so I've been a fan of Thrawn since the nineties. Like he was he's like the main character that was brought over from the uh novels. Mm-hmm. Like the the non movie novels. They were like, Oh yeah, well we gotta get this guy in the real stuff. I wasn't happy that they were like, you know where he should show up for the first time ever? 
in this Rebels cartoon about a purple hair kid with a laser slingshot. Um, <laughs> I fucking hated that show. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. And that was that was the thing. Like in episode one of Ahsoka, when they were like, oh, yeah, this is uh, this is less Ahsoka and more. What if live action Rebels? And I was like, oh, man. And then they were all immediately obsessed with Ezra Bridger. And I was like, oh, man, he wasn't even the good part of that show. Sabine was the good part of the show. And they were like, what if she just had a big fat wedding for that little kid that she adopted? in a cartoon and i'm like what is this shit it's so bad <laughs> big fat weddy oh man but yeah the 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 uh the bad guys were cool the the dathomiri witches were cool it's mm -hmm. weird that they're like oh yeah that's outside the galaxy and uh those two like dark side dudes that you like know the name of or whatever uh, they were awesome. He he's the widest motherfucker I've ever seen. Like that guy had like six foot wingspan <laughs> before his arms started. It was crazy. But I liked his like whole problem. I liked she was like, yeah, I just kind of want to like achieve things. I'm eager, but you can't really tell what I'm eager about. But yeah, every single one of them, the acting was terrible. Like their their delivery of lines were like none of those actors were making it so their characters cared about what was happening it was yeah. just and then these are my lines it, yeah it was yeah exactly it, it was it was excruciating for me at times um like like really really ham-fisted and and boring to be honest um yeah but and i i would mention like oh yeah like rest in peace to ray stevens the the guy who plays balen skull he died so um, oh shit, really? Yeah, he was shooting I think he was shooting a film in Italy and he I forget what happened. He went into he was like stung by something and went into anaphylactic shock or Holy shit. He died he had surgery or I don't know, it was something terrible, but he died. So that was that was really unfortunate. Oh, fuck that. I don't yeah. like anything about that. Yeah, cuz he was really cool. I mean, he yeah. his presence his presence is great. Um, oh yeah. I, it'll be I mean, I don't know how they're going to handle that because he obviously had like you know some interesting ulterior motives to, you know, Thrawn's plans, and it was it wasn't entirely clear if he was actually bad or not, or just opportunistic, you know. And it was going to be cool yeah. to see where where that was going to go. And apparently, where that's going is right in the grave. So. Yeah, that sucks because he was the only interesting character other than Thrawn in that show, which especially sucks because it was like hey check it out it's girl power the star wars show and i was like oh yeah i'm on board for that and then they're like what if girl power the star wars show totally blew ass <laughs> what if that what if every time they encountered somebody who had, had met a jedi they got their ass kicked <laughs> oh man i hope that green lady kicks that stupid little boy off the ledge oh my god <laughs> and yeah and and uh, Ramon had made a comment about um, Elizabeth, uh, what's her nuts? Winstead. That, yeah, Winstead, that she she just looks like she's basically imprisoned in her costume. I mean, it, yeah. It, it's just, it, she's so wooden, and I, it could have been anyone. It's like, what you pick an actor who has chops, and then you make her just stand there straight up, like doesn't move. There's She speaks in a monotone. She has yeah. nothing of interest to say. Like she's going up against the, the the rebel council, and I'm just like, 
man, I really just don't fucking care about this at all. And then they, they like, <sighs> they, they totally name drop Princess Leia, like, well, Leia gives her blessing, and I'm just like, hey, fuck that, but Leia wouldn't give her blessing to any of this shit. Oh, yeah, get the fuck out of here, C-3PO, no one wants you in this scene. Yeah, I thought Anthony Daniels was dead. I didn't realize he was still alive. I did too! I did too! Because <laughs> I was like, man, you know, he sounded better in the original movies. I don't know who this guy is that they're using, but he's not as good. And I looked it up and I'm like, what the fuck? How, how do you get worse at doing a character voice? <laughs> oh, man, just now when you were saying it, I finally figured out who Mary Elizabeth Winstead played in this show. I was like, that's not... Sabine's mm. not her, and that that blonde dark side girl's not her. I couldn't figure it out. I just I was like, I guess I just don't recognize her anymore. She must look so different. Oh, it's that fucking shitty green uh, Twilight <laughs> costume. <laughs> just hid Mary Elizabeth Winstead entirely. She was gone. Blue contact lenses, high waisted pants. It was just a terrible look. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that that, like, there were some very successful elements of that show, but man, I, it's not my favorite Star Wars TV thing. Yeah, I, I, uh, I haven't seen everything. I haven't, I don't generally like animation, so I haven't seen Rebels, and I haven't seen, you know, the, the Dirty Dozen, or whatever the fuck it's called. And oh, yeah, you can, that one can, no, no, it's... Not worth I uh, have no interest at whatsoever in reading any of the Star Wars books, so I've never read any of them, but I've watched all the movies and almost all the TV series, and I've watched all the live-action stuff anyway, and uh, except for the Ewoks uh, Thanksgiving special or whatever it was, <laughs> I haven't seen that. <laughs> I've seen I've seen both live action Ewoks movies. Uh, I used to rent them from the video store when we lived in the country, and I loved that <laughs> shit. <laughs> how do you How do you not love Wilford Brimley hanging out with some Ewoks? Oh God, I got diabetes. Yub nub. I don't get any older, and I won't ever die. Uh, John, so what else have you been watching that isn't Ahsoka or Star Wars in any way? Uh, I haven't really been watching any horror stuff lately. Uh, I've just been really busy, so outside of, you know, like with my free time, I've had a lot of crap I had to do, so. But there's some interesting stuff that's come out that I'm looking forward to. I want to see the adaptation of the Stephen King short story, The Boogeyman movie, is on Hulu. I want to see that, um... There's a couple other things. There's a movie that is on Prime that, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like this cheesy kind of horror comedy time travel thing where this girl goes back and, you know, tries to stop this slasher in, in like a Max Headroom mask from killing all the all these young people. It actually looks nice. It actually looks kind of fun. So, and there's a couple other things that, uh, I know that there's something coming out on Shudder. I forget when, if it's later this month, it might be later this month that, I was kind of hoping it would come out sooner because it looked like something that would be good for us to do, but no, no luck there. So I don't know. How about you? Um, I wa I rewatched for the first time since it came out in two thousand two. I rewatched the miniseries Rose Red, oh, the yeah. Stephen King thing. Yeah, I want to watch that. Um, it was better than I remembered. It also was not very good. Oh, really? But uh, it, it's basically what if you got. A, a small group of like six or seven Stephen King's psychic powered characters and they go into a haunted house 
Wow. Also, there's a college professor who suffers from hubris. It's great. <laughs> That's, wow. That sounds so, all of that sounds so Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they all have they all gangbang at the end and and fly. And there's a car accident. <laughs> <laughs> and they fly off into space on a giant turtle. <laughs> yep. Stephen King. <laughs> I also watched uh, on Hulu because Hulu's be Hulu been banging. Oh shit. I watched the aforementioned The Boogeyman. Um, if you watch that movie after having recently watched No One Will Save You, you will get uh, the sincere impression of, oh, can't horror movies just be horror movies? Does it all have to be, like, maybe something else? Nah, that sucks. That said, it has a, a really fucking cool monster in that movie. Oh, that's good. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm going to watch it for sure. I was, yeah, I was looking at, Man, I was looking at some of the the stuff that I, I was, you know, just for research purposes, I was looking at this yeah. streaming website that my daughter hooked me up with that um, provides things free of charge. You know, nice. I, I, didn't, I didn't watch, yeah. I didn't watch anything, but I just was like for research purposes, I went there. Are Yeah, and I was looking through their new horror releases, and it's, it's just a bunch of crap. Now, there is one, and I th- almost picked it, for our next episode, <laughs> Slother House. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I have seen. I haven't seen it, but I've seen it. But then I was like, no, that's just stupid. I'm not rewarding that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I do have one more that I saw. It was um, Appendage. Mm. You gotta watch it. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's that's on Hulu as well, right? That's uh, Hulu been banging. Yep. Oh shit. <laughs> yep. Uh, the the ending is not my favorite, mm-hmm. but it's fucking banging. It's good. Oh, okay, the, yeah, it's good. My my wife and I we're 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 burning through. We're almost like halfway into the third the third season of Only Murders in the Building. Oh, nice. We really enjoy. I really enjoyed it. I, I think it's actually really funny. I was, I, it's. I mean, you know, when I saw the when it first came out, I was like, man, I'm not watching that shit. I don't care about stuff like that. And then. We were, you know, we were both kind of like, eh, let's give it a shot. So it was good. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah. Yeah. I really liked season one, especially uh, when when Jane Lynch showed up as his stunt double and was like the better him at everything. I was like, oh, man, that is great. That's <laughs> <laughs> just really great. Of course, Paul Rudd is also hilarious in season three. I'm back, bitches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Do recommend. Uh, and uh, what what uh, what are we going to? What? <laughs> Jesus Christ! What are um, we going to watch next, John? Funny you should ask. Uh, I was <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, I was kind of torn a little bit. Not really, but just I'm trying to create some tension here. Uh, <laughs> No, I was kind of torn. I, I I thought about doing cobweb, but um, but that I didn't. But then I didn't choose that, so I went ahead and chose talk to me. Oh yeah, the one with the hand. Yes, I've heard also good things about this, and uh, I've also seen the trailer for it and thought that looks like shit. I don't want to watch it, but mm-hmm. I've I've heard a lot of people say, like people that I actually respect, say that I should watch it, and it's really good. So. I, I'll give it a shot. 
Yeah. Yeah, I heard some good things about it on Blue Sky where they were talking about like the like the the people that made it and stuff and yeah, I'd seen the trailer and I was like, "Wow, that looks horrible." And then you <laughs> see the 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 cover and it's that stupid hand and it's got like stuff written on it. It's like, "Wow, I do not care." But but people that have watched it said it's really good, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I'm I mean, it really does pretty much follow the recipe for shit, but but yeah. I am too. go out there you people go watch talk to me before we do um spoil it for us and watch star wars and watch wheel of time you know you want to i heard the first season sucked and the second season was really good fucking baller yeah the second season oh so the whole thing oh okay i mean the second season it Basically, so far, every single episode of that show has been better than the previous episode. So they like they really started it off with the worst possible episode. It was just terrible. Oh, but wow. it, yeah, it's 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 better and better. Season two is brutal and oh. honestly kind of gross at times. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, yeah. Listen to horror movies. Get in touch. Um, recommend stuff. Uh, tell us we're stupid, uh, whatever. And, and as always, (laughs) 